everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we have my guy, Wyan, my guy, Goose, and my guy, Hefty Duck. Uh, on tonight's show, we got a lot of Blue Jackets news to talk about. We're going to talk about the two most recent games that the Blue Jackets have played. Some bad, some good. We got a lot of other Blue Jackets news to talk about. We also got some Gavin Brindley news to talk yeah. about. And uh, more mascot shenanigans to share because we like mascot oh, shenanigans. Yeah. Um, mascot thing coming up soon, yeah. So uh, all this and more on tonight's show. Hell yeah, show, Welcome in, welcome in. Thanks to all of our audio listeners tuning in too, as well as so, you know you guys out there watching live. We appreciate you. If you want to come, leave a comment. Um, we read most on the air. If you, uh, I, I think we see them from Twitter now. I think we see the comments from Twitter, maybe, but we definitely see them from YouTube. So if you want to, you know, chat with us during the show, go check out the YouTube. Um, so yeah, let's just get started with it. Um, let's start with something a little bit good, better, I guess. Uh, let's go ahead and start with some talk about some Gavin Brindley, uh, and we'll get into some more unfortunate stuff here soon, including the Elvis drama. Yes. So, uh, Gavin Brindley, Blue Jackets prospect, Gavin Brindley. Yeah, Goose. <laughs> well, he's right. Uh, Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brindley had a sweet ass to set up a goal for. Uh, Michigan playing against Michigan State this past Friday night. And um, it was a pretty damn good pass to help set up the goal. I need to upload the video right now. But um, it's fine. It, it, it was just a great, it was a great pass. Everyone just needs to, everyone. Uh, do you know what the score of that game ended up being? Mich- Michigan, oh, that game, Michigan kicked the shit out of Michigan State like 6 nothing. Damn, it almost good to hear, I guess, you know, because because we got, you know, so many prospects from there and we got, of course, Gavin Brindley is on the team. Um, I, I would love to see. Um, I would love to see the two. Him and Adam Pantilli, they've been teammates before. I'd love to see him as teammates again uh, up in the NHL here, uh, hopefully in the next season or two. And, Gavin um, Brindley seems like he, like he could maybe be um, NHL ready because he's blowing away the competition in the NHL and the NCAA. But you know how it goes. Some players need development a little bit. You just need to grow a little bit of muscle maybe when you're young. And But he looks pretty ready to me, and I'd be very excited to see him and uh, KJ and all and, and them too, you know, the Michigan right. boys. So, Okay, so here I have many, I have like multiple Gavin Brindley videos to show, but this is the one where it's his uh, awesome pass to set up the goal. And again, this is Gavin Brindley playing for Michigan at Michigan State this past Friday night. Great pass by Gavin Brindley to help set up the goal. Here it is. Play. Chifsky across a shot there, and that one just wide. Wrapped around, McGordy picks it up at the blue line, sending it back in. Brindley, Brindley shot, and a goal from Dylan Duke will tip it in. That was wild. Brindley sends it across, and Duke pass. tips it in for his second of the night. And Okay, so I'll play it one more time so you can see it. But as you see in, in the replay, 
Gavin Brindley has the puck and he's on the other side of the ice and just whips it across for for a quick goal for and he just tips it in. It's just a great pass for a great for a great goal. I'll try to describe this for the audio listeners here. Yeah. So the setup is it's a Gavin Brindley Blue Jackets prospect has a great pass to set up an awesome goal for, for Michigan in which they beat Michigan State six nothing. Here's the here's the video and uh, Hefty Duck will see you know illustrate what's going on here. All right, so looks like across Michigan a shot there and that one just wide. It's a team out to the uh, left wing there in their offensive zone. Uh, Gavin Brindley receives a pass up of the dot on the left side. Brindley shot and a goal shoot from in. Dylan Duke and will tip it in. Instead of shooting it, 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 it was a tip Brindley in. Sends it across it and looked, Duke tips it in for his second of the night. Did they have a of this? Yeah, that was um, <clears throat> that was almost an Artemi Panarin esque pass. Yeah, so it looked like to me. It was a shot one more pass. Time. One more yeah. Play. All right, taking a quick Chisky. look at this. Here. Across a shot there, and that one just wide. Yeah, the first shot misses, and they're able to the get the puck back pretty easily. Yeah, I'm sure you can hear the announcer Brindley. too. Friendly shot and a goal from Dylan oh, Duke will tip it in. Friendly wow. sends it across and Duke tips Beautiful it in assist. for his second of the night. And nice. Oh, so, Gavin Brindley. So a great pass for Gavin Brindley to help set up a goal. Uh, this is from the same game where it's just a fun video of them going out on the ice and. I was look every time Michigan hockey posts something on social media, I'm always looking to see if Gavin Brindley's in that video. Mm -hmm. And if he's in the video, I save it. If not, I don't, I don't save it. I only do it if Gavin Brindley's in the video. And here's a video. You can see Gavin Brindley, number four of him walking out onto the ice with his team. And we'll play this multiple times. So you, know, you can catch up on it. <laughs> Audio here. Might be a little bit loud. Sorry. All right. All right. Actually, this is a different video, but Gavin Brindley is still in the video, but you're going to have to, it comes pretty quick. You're going to have to. Uh, I, I missed it. I saw him. He's like in the back. Oh, there. Gotcha. Play it again. Who's that? Oh. So, so there's that. And uh, this is a video from last season, but it's a video of Gavin Brinley scoring a goal. So that's. So that's cool. So we'll just show that, and then we'll get on to uh, other stuff. Boom! Oh, nice. Oh. Little one timer, <laughs> easy. Just down the knee like an like Obi. <laughs> I really think Alex Ovechkin has entirely changed the game. Um, with just you know standing in his office, it shows you know other people 
like pick up on that and do it now too. So for audio listeners, Gavin Berlin just receives a cra- uh, pass like all the way across, you know, the middle lane, all the way from the right dot to the left dot, and just one times at home. Sweet uh, goalkeeper had no chance. He was all the way on um, the right side of his net, and the um, the puck went in top left corner, which is amazing. Which would be the goalie's thick uh, side. Yeah. All right. I'll sh- sick. Huh. Oh, yeah, we really did change the game with that. William, he's got I'll a comment. Show, I'll, show, I'll show it one more time, and then we can move on to something. He else. says, look at these chats. Sorry I couldn't be here. I'm still at home. You can roll it while I'm talking. Okay. Sorry I'm not going to be there, but I'm still at home. Hey, that's all right, man. I appreciate the uh, the comment. We always love when you're here, but if you can't make it, it's no. You know, the show goes on, I suppose. Sorry. We'll be here every Wednesday, 6 p.m. <laughs> uh, Eastern. Kev's here at 5 p.m. Central. That is very... <laughs> the rest of us are here at 5 Central, too, but... No. Anyway. No, no, that's... that's, that's some, no, you're right now. Prospect have, talks. Hefty Duck, you're right. Like, most of you <laughs> on the show are here at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. I'm here at 5 o'clock Central um, time, my time. Yeah. So, yeah, but so, there has, but we did do a show right before the home opener when all of us were in the Eastern time zone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, you got to eat your dinner beforehand then. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I'd love to see it. Uh, excellent. So uh, speaking of prospects, let's talk a little bit about Jordan Dumai. Uh, unfortunately, he had to have um, surgery on a bilateral inguinal hernias, which is a lower abdomen hernia, basically around maybe around the groin or whatever. Anyway, it's been announced that he had um, successful surgery for that this week. He's uh, expected to be out like six weeks, um, which, uh, you know, he was been playing down the moose head still, right? Because um, the, uh, the Jackets couldn't bring him up for some reason. Either they had to bring him up like for like a, a bunch of games or something. Um but anyway, he's been playing down there. Good luck to him uh, in recovery. I hope he does well. Speaking of injuries then, too, um, Boone Jenner is back. Uh, as of last Friday, the game with the New Jersey Devils, Boone Jenner uh, has returned. So we have the captain back. And um, Patrick Liney and Zach Rowensky are close to return. Someone else who returned recently. Um, so this is where the whole musical chairs thing comes comes in here. That's what the, what the what's in the title. Um so Nick Blankenberg had been brought up like quite a while ago and then got injured and he's been on the IR. And then uh, I forget. So Boone Jenner got healthy and they sent down David Yurchek. But so, then when Nick Blankenberg got healthy, they sent him down and brought back David Yurchek. To help and scratch him, which to be under to be fully, I mean, when you come when you're like down back and forth like that so quickly, um, I, I mean, honestly, um, I'm not surprised they scratched him for that game. Uh, there was an interview with uh, Yarmo Kikalainen from um, oh shoot, I, I made a post about this on my personal uh Twitter, but let me get you the the, the reference here. Um, it was the Jason Greger short show. It's an Alberta radio station. Um, so this is right before the Edmonton game. And uh, Yarmo was saying that 
Um, you know, he, he, he either wants your check game playing time up here, but if there's not a room for him, he wants him to get playing time on the monsters, which is something we've seen before from other players. Like, you know, like earlier this year, Kent Johnson. So, um, yeah, musical chairs getting sent back down, sent get sent up. It's just crazy. I know how that feels. But with Juracek, though, a lot of it was is they did send them down to play two games in Cleveland, and then they pulled them back up. Oh, he did play two games. He did okay. play two games in Cleveland with the Monsters. But this this has been the thing is some people wondering how come he's not playing games with the Blue Jackets, and there's a reason for that is that one of the issues that keeps coming up with David Juracek, as good as he's been, he's offensively been good. He's had some defensively. It's been you know pretty good as well. But one of the things that he keeps struggling with is his skating is not very good. And you can have all the offense and be good at defense and all, the, all that in the world you want, but it's really not going to mean anything if you can't skate because – players are just blowing right by him and yeah. when you have a defense that isn't the greatest like the blue jackets have it it is it has improved this season compared to last season but when you have a defense like what the blue jackets have you can't have that where it's someone that just blows right by you and so what they're doing with your check which makes sense to me when i heard it is that um they are working they're, they're having him working on his skating and practices with the skills coach and everything. And they feel like that it's no, it's not fair to Juracek to work him really hard and practice with the skills coach. And then he gets tired and then you ask him, okay, we need you to go play a game today. So Juracek is going to get his time with the Blue Jackets. We've seen it this season. He's going to get it again. But for now... Thing. He needs to work on his skating, and if he's not going to play with the Monsters or the Blue Jackets, the best thing he can do right now is work with the skills coaches that the Blue Jackets have to work on his skating because he's not going to get that if he's if he's playing. Yeah, definitely. No, and that's, you know, I, I think that's uh, going to be good for his development. Um, but like, like Yarmo said, I mean, if he's not able to get playing time, um, you know, when he's up on the blue jackets, they might as well give him some down there. I don't know. I think he's still waivers exempt. Yes. Oh, uh, right now. I think he's like one of the only ones on the team right now. So right now, as of now, it's, uh, Baronkov, Kent Johnson, uh, Chinikov still has some, a uh, waiver protection. Uh, Fantilli has it. Yeah, Juracek has it, and there's like one or two other guys that still has it, but just about everyone else does not uh, have that uh, pr protection. And that's another thing to consider why it just the way it is is realistically you can't just give up a guy for free most of the time. It happens sometimes, but most of the time you don't you don't do you don't you don't do that generally speaking. Sometimes. Well, yes. Speaking of sometimes, this leads me into the next part I want to talk about because we're yeah. talking a bit about the monsters already. So, okay, this this whole situation is crazy. We're going to talk about Elvis in a while, but before we get there, I want to talk some goaltenders real quick for the monsters. So, recently, the Mo Cleveland Monsters had signed Hunter Vorva from the Kalamazoo Wings uh, on a on a PTO, 
which is a you know a tryout uh, a paid tryout contract um so what they're what what to do with those for those of you who might not know is they give them like just like a basically uh, they have to give them some sort of contract because of like you know payment insurance reasons all that kind of stuff but um they can release them at any time then and he was released so um which is kind of ironic in that so hunter vorba was released back to the kalamazoo wings as the monsters called up pavel chayan from the kalamazoo wings so they just did once again musical chairs with positions here um and uh you know i i i personally think that chayan is probably ready for ahl play uh i think that might be good for his development i'm not sure i didn't pay close enough attention to why um they released hunter vorba because you know the jackets are currently as of this last week kind of um short in the goaltender stuff um i talked about it in an article i wrote if you haven't checked it out check it out because i detail all this stuff a lot more than i'm going to get into today i don't we don't have time for it today but just something really interesting i thought it was funny that they were both um funny i guess i thought it was interesting that they were both uh kalamazoo wings <laughs> oh man so um real quick uh let's talk about the last few games um and then we're gonna get real serious for a bit after we did we talk about this and do that because it's uh we got some serious stuff to talk about it is what it is we've been trying to keep it lighthearted, but shit anyway last friday when the Blue Jackets played um, the New Jersey Devil, Devils, um, I got to attend the game with the one and only Bjork Swag. Owen, you might have seen him on the show usually. He's not able to be here tonight because of work, which you know, we respect that. He's, um, he's doing stuff at Roosters. so, so yeah, yeah, don't forget, you can get free chili there if the Jackets score in the third period. Yeah, three or right. more, three goals. Three, mm. three goals and you get chili. That's right. Um, also, but you know, if you know, if you're in the Newark, Ohio area, you know, go to Roosters and you may see Owen there. And if you do say hi, cause he's a, he's a good friend of the show, you know, the purple haired dude in the back, <laughs> um, if you he, know how games like that go, Kevin, you know, we, we witnessed a loss earlier this year when me and you got to go to a game, even when it's a loss, it's still, even when the games, I, I, I tweeted this, I think even when the game sucks, it's still a fun time. Oh, it is. I love Nationwide Arena. Also, for those of you who are fans of us, you may know, uh, viewers of us, I don't know if you're fans, you, you might you might hate watch us, um, the Hockey Podcast Network, the one and only Neil Villapano, Villapano um, from the, uh, the, the New Jersey Devils podcast that they have on the Hockey Podcast Network, um, we got to meet in person. I, I didn't know he was going to the game. And he didn't know I was going to the game. I, you know, I wasn't planning on going until literally the day before because Owen was looking for a ride, and uh, got to meet Neil. That was honestly like, although he's a Devils fan and was in a Devils jersey, that's one of my biggest highlights of that game for me. It was so neat to to meet you in person, Neil. Uh, glad to have done that, and yeah, just pretty cool. Um, you know, I love the the you know the relationships I've been able to make through hockey. Um, you know, through the po- hockey podcast network, through whatever, um, and just so neat to see him IRL. Um, so yeah, they did lose four to one. 
You know, there was a pretty nifty pass in there. The one goal that did get was a slick pass from Yegor Chinikov. is backwards through the legs to the in middle of the lane. And I forget who drove it home, but it was the pass is what mattered most, I think. <laughs> so, no, about that, that was Cole Silt. So, that was it was Cole Silver scored the goal, but in general, that was just a oh, great, yeah, silly. That was just a great play by the entire line set up from Gaudreau to Chinikov, who quickly passes it between the legs. And Sillinger just just quickly shoots it. He doesn't even take time to settle the puck down or deke or anything. It just puck, the stick, shoot, bang, it's in the net. And <laughs> goalie for the Devils ha- has no chance, wasn't yeah. even going to come close to stopping it. I think so, it was Vancheck that night, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So shout out i mean that was just a great goal it was a boom that it was, was so cool, cool. honestly was- when it happened live i mean i had a little bit different seats i was in the lower bowl this time instead of yeah. normally i like the view down yeah. from the upper bowl but um it's kind of hard to tell what what actually happened from where we were sitting because we were all the way down the other side of the ice it's still sick though really yeah. sick um real quick i want to touch on this comment that I just got asked uh trouble hub welcome in thank you for all the comments you've left us over the last year uh, he says, hey, guys, I just joined in, so I don't know what was mentioned so far, but did you see the uh, sexual assault stuff going on against Carter Hart, Cal Foot, and, like, three other players? Well, one, yes. Two, um, we're going to actually touch on that a little bit during the second part of our episode here. Um, and it's uh, the whole situation is very unfortunate, and we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. It is something that we it's, – it's too popular. We can't ignore it. Completely, and there, uh, is, there is a uh, Blue Jackets connection to that as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into all of that. Um, but it's funny, you know, we lost um, last Friday against the New Jersey Devils four one, and then last night the Blue Jackets lost the, again four to one. Oh yeah, uh, real quick though, do you guys remember at the end of the game um, against New Jersey? Uh, I forget was it Cylinder again like scored. And it was supposed to be four two, and then the Devils pro like challenged and it got brought back for being like offsides or some shit. Yeah, yeah. that was a bummer. That I felt yeah. that one really sucked in real life. Anyway, yeah. last night they lost to Edmonton. This is the first of five uh, games on the road, so the next few games are going to be. You know, I know the next ones against the Flames. So they're going to go up through Canada, and then they're going to come down the West Coast. I think to Seattle. Um. And then the Blues. Blues. Yes, St. Louis Blues. So um, good luck in those games, Blue Jackets. Uh, Last night, I thought that they came out really nice. Mm -hmm. I thought that their passing was a little rough at the beginning, but they shorted it up by the end. I thought, I mean, it was something that you don't, I don't necessarily see from the Blue Jackets that often, actually fixing something while they're playing. And I thought they did really well. Third period comes around, and they're just falling apart. Yeah. It, so I just say this is that, yeah, the Blue Jackets lose both games 4-1, and that's not the greatest. But when you look at those games, that, that first period that the Blue Jackets played against the Devils was really good. They get the goal. They're winning one nothing. The second period was not a good period. They give up four goals. But then that third period they played was really good. So if you take away that second period, the Blue Jackets win that game. But one bad period does you win. And it's a similar story with what happened last night 
against the Oilers is the Blue Jackets played a real good game, two good periods, and they get they get a goal from Voronkov, with which is just beautiful, and that Voronkov just continues to just use his size of 6'5", 240 to his advantage, where he gets the puck. Blue Jackets win a, a board battle along the wall. Puck goes out to Voronkov, and Voronkov just uses his bot, his 6'5", 240 body to just, you know, get basically mm-hmm. just scooch himself in there like, hi, I'm here, you know, you can't stop me, basically. And yeah. passes it to Kent Johnson, and it looks like Ken Johnson was going to shoot it, but he passes it. And when I first saw that, I thought, the, the goalie for the Oilers stopped it. And then Jeff Rimmer's like, and, and the Blue Jackets scored. And I'm like, all right, yeah. It, but then when you look at it, it was a great pass from Kent Johnson to Voronkov, who just quickly shoots it in there. And then later on in the game, you know, Ver- uh, Kent Johnson kind of try, you know, tries to score. The puck hasn't been, <laughs> hasn't been dead yet, but Veronica, they don't, Oilers don't like that. But, Um, immediately he no showered the goaltender yeah well that Eh, happens it happens but that that's what i was trying to get at there you know snow showers and tries to score it doesn't happen but veron oilers don't like that but Veronkov immediately just kind of slowly skates in there and everyone's like yeah no thanks i don't i don't want to screw with that but they have two good period two good periods where it's just simple straightforward hockey good passes and anytime they had the puck, they were just putting it on the net. Simple, straightforward. And as good as Edmonton is, the one thing I think that got them in trouble the first two periods is that they were just – I know that they're a good team and they have Dreisaitl and McDavid and Evander Kane and all this good talent and everything. But sometimes you see it where teams that have real good talent get in trouble where they just they just try too hard to be cute and fancy and look for the perfect play. And that's what, what they were doing. And the blue jackets were just not, were picking those passes off and just putting pucks on net. And I think something must've happened because in the third period, they, there was none of that cutesy shit that the Oilers were doing. It was just basically pucks on net and, you know, it, it, it worked, it worked for a more straightforward approach. And they continue their winning streak to 11. No, which it's a 13. 13. 13. No. Oh, it was no 14. 14. That was 14. That was 14. Because the funny thing is, who was the guy from the Blue Jackets that was on our team when we had a 14 so, streak? Sam Gagne was a part of the Blue Jackets that played during the 2016 2017 season when the Blue Jackets <laughs> had a 16 game winning streak. And now he's with the Oilers for a you know 14 game, game winning streak. He's the only player in, in NHL history to be on two teams that have won at least 14 games in a row. So two good periods from the Blue Jackets. They played pretty good, bad third period. But that is a perfect that when Pascal Vincent says that it's coming and they're building for something, basically, paraphrasing it, that's between that first period in the Devils game, the first two periods in the Edmonton game, and you know other moments this season, that's what he means by that. You can see it. It. It's yeah. there. It's not on a consistent basis yet, but it's there. And I also think that Adam Fantilli played a really good game last night, in part because he is on the wing 
And for now, it's the correct thing for him to do because you could see he was just not playing as good because you yeah. can start to see he's hitting a wall. There's less to think about it's when less, you're on the wing. It's yeah. When you're on the wing, it's less to think about. It's less responsive, less responsibility, both offensively and defensively. And you can just go out there and play. And for right now, that's what you need for Adam Fantilli. Just go out there, develop and play. And you'll get back to your center spot. But for right now, let's just, you know, slow it down, take some time. And when you're ready, we'll put you back in the center spot and you'll be okay. Because right now the Blue Jackets, the goal scoring has not been the issue. They have other options. Fantilli doesn't have to be the guy right now. He doesn't. That's that's the benefit to that. It's not like Connor Bedard where he's kind of thrown to the wolves. And it's like, okay, kid, here you go. I hope whether if you like it or not, it's like you have to be the guy. Best of luck to you, I guess. But with Fantilli, he doesn't have to be the guy right away. So I'm okay with him playing wing right now. It's just better for his development right now. Just easier for him to focus on just playing or without worrying about all the extra offensive and defensive responsibilities that he'd have to do right now. Yep. So, you know, looking forward to seeing that develop a little bit more here soon, um, as well as, you know, him getting back to there at, at some point. But right now with Boone Jenner being back, I think look, it's fine. I'm not going to worry about it. Um, Trouble Little Hub, I'm going to get your comment here after we do the ad read here. Um, actually, I'll just read it real quick now. Man, guys, these past few years have been disappointing. I feel like we're floundering a window we could have opened up this year. Maybe I'm out of bounds on that, but I feel like we should be much further along than we currently are. Yes. Yes and, yes and no. no. Yes yeah. and no. Because... I mean, um, these things just do take time. Um, with as many injuries as also as we had last year, the, the team did not have as much of a chance um, to gel together. You know, like they, they, take, they say on average it takes one full season for a player – to acclimate to their new team. So we got, you know, Johnny Gaudreau on his second season, uh, Goodbranson on his second season. Now um, we have dudes that have barely played together, you know? So while I'm not happy with it and while I think a, a change might be needed, um, you know, it is what it is. And there, and another thing to consider is that there is no exact science to this whole rebuilding stuff. There, there just isn't because every team that does it is different. You have teams that slowly build themselves up, let's say two, three years, four years, five years, or some take longer than that. Some take shorter than that. There is no exact science to how this goes. It's just different. Every, every team uh, is, is different. So, yeah, just take a look you know, at the fence. <laughs> Right, it really does depend why, and so it really does depend. Like so, they looked really promising last year, and then added Corpusal and everything. I thought they were going to be just better what they were, better than what they are. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I didn't personally have them making the playoffs, but I thought they I didn't think they'd be this bad. Like, worst team in the east, yeah, it's pretty low. Um, I mean, I, ha I had them you... making the playoffs over the Bruins. Wow, are you were you high when you said that? <laughs> no, it was the beginning of the okay. season before before everything happened. Moving on, I gotta do the ad read here real quick. I'll stop making fun of you. Um, 
<laughs> uh, like I did last week, I'm going to forego the little uh, intro video thing just to help speed it along a little bit uh, more. And I completely forgot. I got to look this up real quick. Um, I got to look up some hockey odds just real quick. Financial um, DraftKings odds. And we'll get some stuff for tonight. So um, there we are. And it looks like we have William joining us oh, now. Oh, yeah. Let's go, buddy. Nice to see you, William. Well, I can make it well, in. Well, made it well, in well. just in time for the ad read. So here we go. Well, yeah. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports band partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Some lines for tonight we have. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the Canes and Bruins a little bit. Their uh, Canes are not on the money line, are plus 144, and the Boston Bruins are favored at a minus 135. So... Because we have, you know, uh, Bruins wine on here. I'll say good luck to the Bruins then because they're not playing my team. Um, Appreciate it. And uh, that's about all I really care about tonight on the games. Uh, let's see. Vancouver is currently, you know, the number one team in the league. So we'll talk about them a little bit. They're favored to win over the St. Louis Blues money line wise. Uh, a minus 230. And the Blues are uh, a plus 190. That is not the biggest gap we have on here, though. Real quick, I'm going to cover this because I think it's kind of funny. Sorry. <laughs> if you, I don't care. Um, so Chicago Blackhawks are a plus 245. <laughs> and the Seattle Kraken are a minus 305. And look, man, <laughs> I got to be real about it. I'm a Blue Jackets fan making fun of Chicago. <laughs> I, I understand how ironic that might be to some of you, but. You know, gotta, gotta take our shots when we can. Anyway, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 888, yeah, okay. 388-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Floyd in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Yeah, Ooh, so from that out of breath. Yeah, from an Ohio sports perspective, not gambling advice, but bet responsibly. Um, oh, I have a picture for this. Go ahead. Okay. Ohio sports perspective, you know, gamble responsibly, but not gambling advice. Anyways, you know, gamble responsibly. Anyways, uh, I guess you could Blue Jackets, uh, the Cavs, college basketball. So I guess Ohio State and the Bearcats. Um, that's basically it. I mean, until 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 baseball come until baseball comes back, then you can have the Reds and Guardians, and then until the crew come back. But that's not tonight. Point. We have an interesting development with Ohio sports. All right, all right, all right. Check this out. So, <laughs> Bally Sports. <laughs> Bally Sports says Cleveland Cavaliers alert. Don't miss tonight's game, and they have the 
Cleveland Cavaliers logo next to the Detroit Red Wings logo uh, tonight at 8 p.m. So we have a, a basketball hockey crossover. Um, very interesting, Bally Sports. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm at um, Bally Sports. What? 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 Joke. You're so that's a. I'm assuming that's so, the Pistons. <laughs> yes, it's supposed to be the Pistons. You're correct. God. Yeah. Uh. Absolutely. I mean, that's just one of the funnier things I saw today. I had to share it because um, uh, we'll get there. William, sorry, William asked something in private chat and I'm too busy talking to answer. Um, so real quick, let's go ahead and get the trouble with Hub's comment from earlier because I don't want to dwell on this very much because there's a lot of speculation still technically. I mean, there's a lot of information out there as well, too. So he asked about the whole Hockey Canada situation earlier. Um, and as far as we know right now, there are four NHL players who have requested and been granted leave from the NHL. And there's one player who is in Europe um, who has been requested and granted leave and has returned to Canada recently. So for those of you who are unaware, in 2018, Hockey Team Canada, the under-20 um, hockey team for the like the IHF Worlds and stuff like that, um, they uh, there was some of them accused of um well, i guess i'll say it this way too for some if any of you are sensitive for uh s a uh, a woman and there was uh several accused i think that right now as it stands there are five i think there were more accused than five but i think for some reason other ones were settled at a quarter or something i don't really know but so um those players from the NHL are um, one we know. Uh, so keep in mind, these players have asked for leave. And while that they were on that Hockey Canada team, this does not mean they're 100% guilty um, as yet because there still has to be. So the London, Ontario police requested that five, uh, five like the players who were involved with that situation to turn themselves in. And I think there's like a certain like time limit on when they could turn themselves in. Um, and so this just coincidentally lines up with f- five players who were on that 2018 team who um, requested leave recently, unfortunately. And uh, so as, as many of us are aware, we know um, Carter Hart, was one of those players who has requested leave and been granted leave. Um, and there have been a few other, uh, a few other players. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to find my list here. I was actually not going to talk about this, but um, uh, Dylan Dubay, Cal foot, Michael McLeod, and over in Europe is Alex Formenton. Alex Formenton. So Dylan Dubay, um, and MacLeod. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, who, who did Dubay? Who's Dubay play for? Calgary. Um, okay, Calgary Flames, Flames, which is our game tomorrow night. And then uh, Carter Hart plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. And then MacLeod and Foot both play for the New Jersey Devils. Um, Fort Menton was released from, I think, Arizona last year um, as it well. It was Ottawa. So, Ottawa, thank you. Uh, another team I don't really uh, pay attention to. So, um, yeah, no, I, um, you know, while I do want to touch on the subject because it's a hot, uh, topic item right now. I don't want to go into the speculation uh, much. I believe if people are guilty of doing what's been said done, they do need uh, justice needs to be served. Um, 
it's very possible it was done too from what i understand so um just coincidentally those players have asked for leave who were all happened to be on that team so putting two and two together many people have jumped to the conclusion that these players may be the ones having to report to london so um just getting that out there for some of y'all, uh, you know, these situations do arise occasionally in sports and it's incredibly unfortunate to um, the, the victims as well, because it, they were, you know, the one who was assaulted. Um, and, you know, yeah. So there's a bunch of uh, hall blue around it. Uh, Kevin's about to tell you about the connection the blue jackets actually have with this. And, I think we discussed it a little bit earlier. Yeah, so there is a Blue Jackets connection to this whole story. And that Blue Jackets connection is that Blue Jackets defenseman Jake Bean was on that team for Canada back in 2018. And, um, you know, there is some, there was some thought going around that maybe because he was on that team, Maybe he had something to do with it, but it's come out that no, he had nothing to do with that. So that's yeah, his it. lawyer came out. He said to the media through his lawyer. Yeah. So that's so that's really the Blue Jackets connection. There is that. Yeah, Jake Bean. There was were a bunch of that. other big names part of that team, but there's only been a few that have been yeah. confirmed as so. Basically, Jake Bean was on that team, and you know, because he was on that team, people thinking maybe he had something to do with it, but that's not the case. It's come out that Blue Jackets defenseman Jake Bean had nothing to do with that, yeah, which is uh, you know, a, a relief to us all. I don't really think that you know, I never doubted his, his character in any sort of way like that. Um, and but it's just it's it's good to know, I mean, that that he has taken the you know the the taking the opportunity to say something before you know a bunch of rumors and stuff gets made up and thrown around as well too because there is definitely facts here there's also possibly some fiction and that's the fiction being some people could just say they're not anyway whole point being this has kind of really taken over the the NHL news um media here the last few days uh, or last day, literally today. Um, and what this means for those players in the future, we will, the only time will tell. This could mean players missing from their teams. This could mean, um, you know, long-term punishments. This could mean a lot of things. It also mean, it could mean that the victim gets justice. Um, so with all that being said, I'd like to move on from this now. Um, We'll uh we'll update maybe you know when we find out a lot more information until uh, until facts are confirmed. I'm just gonna yeah you know I, we have yeah. to cover it a little bit. It's just too big of news not to. But you know yeah. anyway okay. another situation. Uh, okay, wine Mason Lorai, Ohio State legend. Go. Oh um, can we get that to that in a little end a little bit? All right. The end? All right. I got. I I, I take that back. I okay. take that back. Don't go yet, Watson. Don't go yet. We just have yeah. another serious topic I want to I want to talk about here real quick. Uh, All right, go. And then we got to end this a little lighthearted. This is okay. going to be too heavy of an episode. <laughs> um, okay, so as I mentioned earlier in the show, I did uh, and uh, I have like an article out talking about it. Elvis Merzlikens. As we talked last week, 
we talked that he said he requested a trade, right? Or we talked about new scenario. So then an interview two days later, he said that he goes, well, you guys, you know, I, I'm proud of these guys. They come out here. Um, you know, they know I requested a trade and they come out here and play like in front of me, like so well and blah, blah, blah. And it, so people were taken aback, like, wait, hold on. They know you requested a trade because he specifically came out and said he didn't request a trade. And right. so there was a lot of confusion there for a while. Um, uh, let's give you a couple quotes here. Um, so Elvis Merzlikin said that he's not a number three goalie. This coming when we had three goalies. Uh, and that him, uh, and he said that him and the Columbus Blue Jackets have agreed to find a new scenario. Um, he had been a healthy scratch or confined to the bench for six games in a row. And he was starting to get angry about it. Um, while I both understand, we'll talk about why that might be a little bit more here in, in a second too. Um, so he denied requesting a trade. Um, and, you know, he said the whole, I'm mad. I'm honestly, I'm mad. Pulling a monster out of me, which we all kind of dogged on for a little bit. Um, and so there's, you know, immediately after this was weighed in that, um, okay. So because he had requested a trade immediately after, so like Pierre Lebrun from TSN's insider trading said, um, when asked if there are any takers for Elvis, he said, no, there are no takers right now. The market's really soft for him. He noted that the. 5.4 million cap hit along with the, the several years on his contract is it could be really affecting that. And he said he sees this as more of a summer move. Um, if it ever happens. So here's the really confusing twist then. Um, and then we'll just I'll let everyone put their opinion on this. I just want to state this facts real quick. Um, during an interview, uh, so on 97.1, the fan, uh, you know, Columbus, a local radio show um, or radio station on Rothman and ice. Uh, Blue Jackets president John Davidson was on there, a former goaltender himself, a longtime goaltender in the NHL. So he kind of knows what it might take to be in that number one position. He says he is not asked to be traded. Speaking of Elvis Merzlikens, I've talked to his agent a couple times in the last few days. Everything seems to be calm right now. So, boom. So this we uh, we have news that he's. It's a new scenario, and it's not a trade. Now it's a trade, and then we have uh, you know Davidson coming out and being like, "No, he doesn't request it." Yeah, dude, I I don't. It's just very confusing. Um, I'm personally not the in favor of what Davidson said to say after this. To, uh, went to say after this too. He said, um, "Elvis, he has talent, he has flair, but just play, stop the puck, play, stop the puck, work hard in practice. Generally, if you do that, things work out." it's incredibly generic and also kind of condescending. Like he's like, I, I'm he, oh, it's a lot of work in the off season to get where he's at again now too. So um, anyway, with all that hullabaloo going on and because of Merzlikens in, in part because of Merzlikens uh, and in part because Daniil Tarasov is back from injury. Spencer Martin was put on waivers by the blue jackets and which is how the blue jackets picked them up in, the summer but and was picked up by the carolina hurricanes so we are down a backup goaltender um this is in part i think why well i don't know maybe it's in part but so pavel chayan was brought up from the kalamazoo wings i think that they're prepping him as well just in case like he's like the emergency backup right 
So we have Jack Graves from the Monsters who can come up with injury happens because like, injuries happen. We can't avoid it. Right. Um. So, what's the likelihood that he actually gets traded? What do you think, Kev? If more likely than not, this this has to be an off season thing in the summertime because you just have to look at it this way. It's a flat cap right now. Teams don't have the same amount of money that they used to, and it's been like that since you know the two since you know the end of the 2019-2020 season with the 2014 Stanley Cup playoffs in which the Blue Jackets played in by beating Toronto. And since that point in time, it's been a flat cap because, uh, you know, coronavirus happens, and that just put a real – the NHL is a business, and like any other business, that really screwed them financially big time, and they just did not get the money that they would have normally gotten because they missed out on money from all of the games from March and April that would have been played, Plus, all, probably all the concession stands and the team stores and all that sort of stuff. That stuff adds up. And under normal circumstances, they missed out on, you know, all that stuff from the playoff games as well. So there's that money that they lost. And uh, it's been like that ever since then where they just have been losing money. Because the following season, the 2020-2021 season, they lost a lot of money again because most places either were not allowing fans to go or if there was fans going, it was a very small amount of people. So the money you did get wasn't a lot. It counted for something. But what saved them was TV money, radio money, you know, get get your ads from like internet and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's really what What? saved and so because of that, that's why there's the flat cap and that flat cap is still there until after this season. And once this season goes away, all that money that they lost, they'll finally be able to get it back and pay off all that debt. And then the, the cap will go up. Uh, so that's one thing. But another thing is Elvis Merzlikens, as of now, you are an average at best goalie. Sometimes you are terrible. Sometimes you are good, and sometimes you let the emotions get the best of you, and that's not good. That's cost the Blue Jackets some games. Most recently, the game against Washington, the Blue Jackets are they they fight tooth and nail, put blood, sweat, and tears to they work so hard to come back to tie that game, and the Blue Jackets have a three on two in overtime. They probably win that game. The puck is in the Capitals' offensive zone. The Blue Jackets have the puck. And Elvis Merzlikens, just an absolute dumbass move, plays into Tom Wilson's game and lets the emotion get the best of him. A penalty happens. The Capitals go on the power play. The Capitals score. And that was the end of that. Elvis Merzlikens, you cost the Blue Jackets a game. So if you – so and his contract is kind of expensive. So you it's three things. Flat cap. Not a lot of teams have a lot of money, and if they do, they're not going to want to spend it right now because they, they're going to want to save it for the trade deadline because it goes both ways. Either you're not making the playoffs, but you still need that cap space to make moves, or you are gonna, you're are going you fighting for a playoff spot, 
and you need that cap space to try and make moves. So, no, teams probably don't have the cap space, and if you do, you're, it's not going to happen. The flat cap, and he's average at best, and attitude issues. And yeah. if you're a team looking that's at that, that's a big one, man. It's a big one. And if you're a team, why the heck would you want to trade for that? So if anything, if he does get moved, it's going to be an off-season thing. When no flat cap, so it goes up. Teams are going to have a lot more money to deal with, so that issue's out of there. And the contract not it's not going to be as expensive because it's one less year, and it's just a lot easier to do that sort of stuff in the off-season. Yeah. So it's probably just an off-season move that he gets traded. It's not to say that he doesn't get moved at the deadline that could happen, but it more likely than not, he gets moved at the off season, but I've yeah. said it for now. Someone else. Talk. Um, so yeah, real quick, Wyan, since you're a, you know, you're a fan of like, uh, you know, other team in the NHL or teams as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, I have my favorites throughout the NHL, but primarily yeah. what, what do you think? Like, do you think that Elvis versus Leakins, I mean, is worth is is worth anyone from the NHL really like looking at right now? Um, I mean, I think the only way we see an Elvis Merzlikens trade in season would be if the Devils get desperate for a goalie and they think they can make the playoffs. That they get a goalie. Very valid. Because the point. thing with the because yeah the thing with the Devils is they so Dougie Hamilton got injured earlier in the year pectoral injury he might miss the remainder of the season. I don't believe they've put him on LTIR yet. So if they were to do that, that frees up $9 million in cap space. And then you have more than enough to bring in versus Leakins if, you, if they feel that he can help them get to a playoff spot. Yeah. No, and, and that's that's one of the teams that keeps coming up in all this too. I mean, the other night, um, Vitek Vanacek did, did play pretty well. I think, um, what was his name? Uh, Kira? Kira Schmidt? Kira Schmidt. Akira. Okay, he's got sent back down um, to the HL team, from what I understand. Um, so yeah, I mean they're they're also hurting. I mean, were we to lose Merzlikens right now, the Blue Jackets? I mean, we would have Tarasov and Jet Greaves, both of whom are quality quality goaltenders. But can they can the Jackets solely rely on two fresh faced, brand new goaltenders? Um, while they have a little bit of experience, I mean, they're 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 amazing at their position, but they just need a little bit of time for the NHL development yeah, to actually. The NHL grind can be yeah tough, yeah, which is goalies. which yeah. is part of why I thought having Spencer Barton around wasn't a bad idea, but I guess Elvis wasn't having it. Um, so okay. that that does bring another thing that up there is that. You under normal uh, reason why it's probably not going to happen is that you need someone who's shown he can win games, has experience. That's Elvis Merzlikens, but also you need to give Jet Greaves and other goalie prospects time to uh, cook in the minors and give them time to, you know, develop their game down there because that's way better than pulling them up here and having them. And they play. lose a bunch, and then their mental game gets messed up. Yeah. Though in one instance it, it had worked for the Blue Jackets, you'd have to go back to the 2015-2016 season where both Sergei Bobrovsky and Curtis McElhaney were hurt at that time, yeah. and they had no other, other option but to bring up Jonas Corposalo 
But at that but at that point in time, it actually worked out for the Blue Jackets because Jonas Corposalo played pretty good, and he helped the Blue Jackets win some games, and it was reliable, someone that they could count on to play games for him for that season. And then when they didn't need him, they sent him back down to go play for the Monsters. And obviously, Corposalo was part of the Monsters team that won the Calder Cup. So in that scenario, it worked out. They had if they they pulled someone up from the minors and it helped them out. But generally speaking, you'd rather not have that, you know, happen. You have to do it. There's a reason they're down there in the first place. Yeah. Um, and speaking of some other guys who are coming up through the system real quick, um, I just want to mention them because hopefully we'll see them here in the near future, um, you know, developing as they are. Um, we have two goalie prospects right now. Um one is 19-year-old Sergei Ivanov, 19 years old. That's pretty young for goaltenders in the NHL. He's currently playing in the KHL, and he is um, very – his stats are pretty good. And he's uh, with his current team, Admiral Vlad- Vladivostok. And then another prospect is Nolan Lalonde. Uh, he's currently playing in the OHL for the Saginaw Spirit. While he does show some promise – I think personally, in my opinion, from the eye test, I think he needs a little bit more time. He just does. He's young. They're both 19 years old. That's just, that's very young for, you know, to be at the skill level you need to be for goaltending. It's a little different for other positions, as we see with like Adam Fantilli and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, what, what, I want to talk about this. We're going to go over time here a little bit, but I just wanted to talk about this last question real quick. What if, Elvis stays. We all know, maybe we don't all know, but um, I've personally been on sports teams where there has been someone who has caused some drama or there's a big stink about them for some reason or, or they're just really cocky and always saying shit like, I just let the monster out of me, right? Kind of kind of like, I, I played with good guys like that. And you know what? While they might be talented players, um, given the option between playing with them again or playing with like a team that might not be as good, but it's less toxic, I go with the less toxicity, man. That's just me personally. And, and I just know that there are probably some people in that locker room and the staff too some staff but i bet a lot of the staff wish that this would have happened privately uh they, they maybe his agent included um but I, I could see some teammates being like dude you you can't like i don't know just being unhappy with the situation in general because personally i think i would be unhappy if i was a player um so what if he stays is this going to create more toxicity in the locker room in an already losing season um is this going to negatively impact them more in, in some ways, yes, but if he does stay for not just this season or the following season, it could bet it could make things worse, but in some ways it might actually potentially benefit the Blue Jackets because now it's adversity and you're forced to face this situation head on and just like, well, guys, you're just going to have to deal with it and just find a way to move on with it and just – you know, put it behind, put it behind you. Cause sometimes we all just in life, we all deal with people that there, there aren't the greatest people, but you have to learn how to deal with them. And sometimes you have to work with them to get a 
goal that needs to be done. And maybe this motivate, you know, and if he does stay, maybe this motivates Elvis Merzlikens to, you know, do even better and knock off all the shenanigans. But maybe, you know, but most likely, my opinion, I don't think he's with the Blue Jackets after this season because Yegor Chinikov, uh, that day when the Blue Jackets lost to the Capitals, you see that some of the player interviews. And, you know, to Yegor Chinikov's credit, he was trying his best to hide it, and he was doing a pretty decent job hiding it. But you could kind of tell just, like, how he was talking and his body language that he was not very happy with what happened with Elvis Merzlikens. But to his credit, he really did try his best to try and keep it cool and try and hide it. Diplomatic. Diplomatic. Maybe Elvis could... You know, learn Dip- from diplomatic and try and hide it a little bit. And credit to Yegor Chinikov, his English has gotten really good. Oh, yeah. It's it's an it is really impressive. And the thing is with him, if you didn't know that he was from Russia, you would just assume that he just speaks perfectly good English. But it's a credit to him for improving on his English because it's it's really something to see to go from. His very limited English, but in his iconic moment when he first won the Kepi in the 2021-2022 season of just saying, good job, good work, good goal, next. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 English, in English, and that was the only thing that like he said in English, to go from that to where he's doing interviews and he has good English. And it's like, credit to you. Yeah, huge. Good to see. And I'm sure Frankov will get there eventually, too. Um, and actually, I heard uh, Marchenko refer to Voronkov as Verani, so I guess that's his nickname. Maybe I'd have called him, um, I don't know what I would have called him, Veronk, Veronk. <laughs> I don't know. Um, excellent. Well, you know, we've talked about a bunch of serious stuff, we're, we're a little over time, so let's uh, let's go ahead and I want to show y'all, um, about I'm gonna tell y'all about uh, Ohio State legend Mason Lori. Actually, Wyan sent me this video here a little while ago. Um, I haven't watched this at all, so this will be my first time watching it, uh, as well as uh, probably a lot of yours, too. So keep in mind, Ohio State legend, Mason Laura. This is why we're so into this guy. So um, here we go. All right. Uh, What number is he? Do you know? He's he's number six. (laughs) Number six, and this is for the Providence Bruins, right? Yes, they sent him down, but yeah, this is for the Providence Bruins in overtime. In overtime. All right, let's Ooh. check it out. So, oh. <laughs> He's absolutely sick with it. That was awesome. Actually, let's, uh, let's go through it again. I'm going to try to describe this better for the audio listeners out there. And, of course, why do you got to do this right now to me, Twitter? <laughs> Damn it, Elon. I heard it. Weird. All right. So Mason Laura gets it, fakes like a little spinorama, fakes a pass, and then just takes it himself to the middle of the lane and boom, <laughs> knocks it right in. Uh, he sent me a different. Um, yeah, it's a different angle from like. A different angle of it, kind but of. I have. You can actually see the. Yeah, you can see the puck going in better than the other angle. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me. Um, 
Let me see if I can bring that up. I hadn't brought that up already, but it's not that hard. So this is... I stopped sharing that one. And this one. Yeah, okay. So. Is it like... like uh, I was saying this was a different angle of the same goal. And I'll try to describe this here. I'll, I'll let it play the first time. So let's just go ahead and I'll die yard here and describe it once. So let's see from here. Um, right up the slot. And he, okay, so he does he does make it. Uh, it looked like it was top shelf there on the uh, stick side. So it would be the shooter's yeah. left side of the goal on the top, yeah, top left. Because it didn't pop up on the screen right away. What? It didn't pop up on the screen right away, so we got show. Yeah, it. There you go. Let's start it over. Mm. Weird. But there's that. That was pretty sick. Yeah. I'll do it one more time for the uh, y'all watching out there. Yeah, it's pretty good, Sally, too. The team kind of mm. comes out and always a classic. Why does it keep doing this to me? It's like I played it fine like twice. <laughs> it's too bad that Twitter... X, whatever the hell it's called, sucks. So, boom, sniped it right yeah, for a guy, over for a guy the stick six, side. For a guy that's 6'4", to be able to do that is pretty incredible. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Well, hopefully we get to see some more Ohio State guys in the NHL. I know there's a couple floating around out there, but um, quite honestly, I mean, it's part of the reason we talk about Michigan so much is because not only are there a lot of them in the NHL? We have a lot on our team right now the blue, on the Blue Jackets. So hopefully yeah. Ohio State can kind of get their act a little bit together, maybe put some more money into their hockey program or something, and maybe we can see some more of them in the NHL soon. Well, That'd I have – I, I, look, we've said this on the show before, talking about Ted Carter, new Ohio State president and everything. <laughs> yes. But I legitimately believe that – it is going to get better for Ohio State hockey because having a new president, Ted Carter, at Ohio State that likes hockey is absolutely going to benefit the Blue Jackets and Ohio State. But also, Ohio State has a new AD, and he's younger. And, you know, so that is certainly going to help being more open to the whole hockey sort of thing. Uh, Ohio State hockey also getting the new – Hockey set up in 2026, so that that helps as well. So I do legitimately believe that Ohio State hockey is going to be better, in part because a new AD and having a president at Ohio State that likes hockey is really going to help. Well, the women's hockey is amazing. They've won like the national championship like two years now. Two years in a row, Ohio State women's. Women's hockey team was in the national championship game. They didn't. They lose it last season, but they win it in 2022. Ohio State men's hockey has made some uh, appearances in the NCAA tournament. They made it to the Frozen Four in 2018, 2019. They won the Big Ten regular season championship. So it's there. It just we need someone that's more interested in hockey, and that's what having Ted Carter helps because. Before that, having people in Ohio State, whether it be a president or an AD or whoever was else in, at the leadership of Ohio State, 
they weren't doing the Ohio State hockey any favors. They're really only paying attention to football. And I get it. Ohio State's good at football and everything. But having a football-only mindset does not get you anywhere. You're losing out on potential talent that could come to your school, both academically and, you know, from other sports, if you're just only paying attention about football. But having a guy that's a new AD and Ted Carter who likes hockey is absolutely going to change that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, hopefully – It'll help the Blue Jackets in the long run, too. Uh, so you mentioned him earlier a little bit. You mentioned Sergei Bobrovsky earlier. And so this meme resurfaced again here recently. Um, and this is probably one of my favorite memes I've ever seen. Now, as far as I'm aware, did this actually take place on TV? Okay, so this was an actual um, – this actually happened on live television. And I'm sure someone probably got fired for this. And that is because it says Sergey Bubitsky. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I needed this one today. All right. Context behind this this is from the Blue Jackets Penguins playoff series in 2014. And this is from the uh, Penguins uh, announcers on the broadcast for the Penguins announcers. <laughs> this happened. And ever since that moment in 2014, that's why that exists. That's hilarious. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can see Pittsburgh was up four to zero. But besides the point, uh, I need a laugh today. There's been so much serious stuff in the That's NHL, true. which it happens. But Pitt, Pittsburgh almost blew that game because they were playing a pretty good game. They're winning four nothing, and then the Blue Jackets scored three in the third period and almost, you know, tied it. So it's so not all bad in that game for, for the Blue Jackets. It's, you know. Anyway, I think anyway. that's going to be my new Twitter handle. Um, kind of joking. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, we've kind of gone over uh, over time here a bit. So um, let's do our final words. Wyan, uh, is there anything that you'd like to say yet tonight about anything or shout outs or whatever? Um, well, I just learned that Spencer Martin's actually starting against the Bruins tonight. So that's unfortunate. Really? Oh, I got to turn that game yeah. on then. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I, I thought we were done with Spencer Martin this season. That sucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way she goes, man. Uh, way but, she goes. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at Bruins Lion. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> Dope, man. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. William said to skip him for this, so um, go ahead and add anything else you want here, Kev, or or add to it, take away from it. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I do, I wasn't able to get it on earlier on the show cause I was playing around with it and it just wasn't working out, but I do have one more Gavin Brindley video to show. And it's just a video montage of him just scoring different goals that he's done at, uh, at Michigan. So I'll just, I'll just play that. So here, here it is. There gets it back on a return. McGordy shot right through the score. Quick bang bang play at the net. Trust gets down there, causing some havoc. He ends up getting that one over to 2 2. Chance and a goal for Gavin Brindley. Joins the top line. He has an assist and a goal in the last 15 seconds. Up ahead, Fantilli. One timer, Brindley. His third of the weekend. Snow.
takes it past Bow. Adam Fantilli takes it wide, up high. What a shot. That's a goal scorer's goal. He's met up. Back comes Brindley who fires and scores. All it took was 23 seconds for Gavin Brindley to find the back of the net. And again, no penalty. This time, Bell hit him, but Michigan scores anyway, and it's seven to nothing. So, uh, there. So there's that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go through the thing for the audio listeners because the announcers yeah. did a, a good job of describing yeah, no, no, it. It was I, pretty sick, right. though. Yeah, so that was a video montage of Gavin Brinley. Um, as for, oh, I got this. So I was at a Civil War museum recently, this past Monday, and, it, and it's in Wisconsin, and it's pretty damn cool. So I just got some pictures I'm just going to show. Um so that's a that's a that's a <laughs> cannon that they have there. So that's pretty cool. And obviously the blue jackets with the cannon Looks similar to theirs. Yeah. Shoot off <laughs> there it is. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so there's that, and there's a, a Union soldier mannequin right there. So that that's pretty. I thought that was cool. Right there. His uh, face. Looks, he's seen some more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, kind of, not really. Um, okay, there is here's a Ulysses S. Grant mannequin that they nice. had there. That was, so pretty good. That, that was pretty cool. Um, love the bow tie, damn. I, I know, love fancy, it's classy, classy, one of the classiest mannequins of all time. <laughs> um, okay, so then, uh there's me next to the Grant mannequin, you know, and I'm dressed nice. up like a Union soldier. So uh, there's that. Um, we can talk more about this later at next show, but I thought this is oh, cool. Yeah. Show it is. I'd like to see some more pictures from that next time. Yeah. Uh, I saw this on Instagram today, and it's just a dude who had different uh, uh, designs for what a potential logo might be. If the Blue Jackets had a uh, All Star game, so oh god, so that's pretty cool. And then I'm gonna show one last video, and then I'll I'll be done with that. Is this? I took a little video from the Civil War Museum. Nice. I will describe this for our audio listeners. So basically, he's showing the can that was in the picture from earlier, which is really neat. Got some Civil War soldiers standing around it. Um, he's just walking through the museum right now, and you can see the different uniforms. It looks to be very Union-themed here, which is um, fantastic, in my opinion. Um, actually, I think the United States' opinion, because they win, so let's go. Uh, <laughs> this looks like a Abraham Lincoln talking to... Uh, is, that, is that Ulysses S. Grant he's talking to? Let's see. Oh, right. And then uh, some swords and stuff. That's sick. <laughs> Dude drinking while on the job. Let's go. That's neat. I like the I like seeing their the different um, little badges they have on their on their keppies. 
Um, ooh, that reminds me. I'm doing some artwork right now of a Kepi, and I'm going to add something cool to it. Can't wait. It's a little teaser for y'all. I'll show it to you here next week. Look pretty dope. Excellent, excellent. Um, can you shout out the name of that museum then? And oh yeah, that? yeah. So it the name of that museum is it's a civil war it's a civil war museum in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and that's that's like forty minutes away from my house, and I've been there uh, multiple times, and it's an actually pretty good museum. Uh, so it's pretty good. And I promise mascot shenanigans, so I'll do that, and I'll say my stuff, and then we can get out of here. I know we've gone over time a lot, but, you know, it happens. So here's the mascot shenanigans video. It's the Bearcats mascot at a Bearcats basketball game, and he's doing something silly. Oh no, <laughs> he just dumped a whole bucket of popcorn in his mouth. Wow, this kid is I love that. Why can't I make a mess like that? Oh, you look like my parents. Alright, back guys. Nice, okay, hilarious. So there's that. Um, um, like it. There's Cooper. Cooper. Yep. Uh, th there's my brother's dog. <laughs> yes. Coop. So there's my brother's dog, Cooper. As always, our show on the show. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe. You should totally do that. Absolutely, like, share, and uh, subscribe. You should absolutely do that. So. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do that. And, um, you know, Zach Wierenski for the laughter and the memes, just wear this suit because the Blue Jackets won a lot of games when you did that <laughs> during the 2016-2017 season. So, you know, uh, do it. And, uh, you know, go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets-themed group that I run. And, you know, pay attention to us on social media because we got a lot of fun stuff planned. So, yeah. Check out Uni Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms. And um, yeah, I'm out. We're done. Let's finish <laughs> the show. Yeah. Um, so I just got, I, I got a few things to say real quick. One thing, real quick um, Sergey Boob Titsky. Uh, <laughs> I still I just get such a crack out of that every time I see it. Um, so yeah, thanks all for being here. Um, you know, as always, we will be here again next Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Um, we are, oh, there's William looking fancy in his. And his suit. Um, and uh, yeah, so next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Damn it, Kev. Sorry. <laughs> it's just distracting. I'm trying to like trying to think of what I'm talking about here. I'm uh, sorry. Like I'm Kevin said, uh, all the buttons, yeah. the all the likes, the shares, everything like that. Um, you can also find me. I am a uh, on on Twitter uh, at Hefty Duck. Uh, I'm also a a writer. 
or inside the rink. Uh, it'd be awesome if you check that out too. And other than that, um, hopefully we don't have too much crazy serious news by next week. I, I hate when it's serious. It's not fun. So thank you all. I'll also, see you later. Claiming FHL team. Forgot to say that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. FHL. We do it. So if it's fantasy hockey league, you know, we uh we like simulate yeah. games. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty fun time. I'm the Hartford Whalers. Yeah, it's, it's actually and... being migrated to NHL twenty four right now. But yeah. Nice. DM all right. Um well we'll see you later. Peace.